Something has changed, girl. The world's acting strange these days. The North and South at war. Today we are discussing The Witcher Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. We'll do a little non-spoiler bumper for everyone that kind of forgot what's going on. Actually, um, I'm kind of in that boat, and I've even watched the 30-second or three-minute recap, and then I went and watched the 15-minute recap that they had in the, uh, I don't know, the Netflix uh, section. So... Apparently, people don't really remember what happened in the first one, and I'm kind of of that mind, too. And I kind of wanted to do a little bit more of an unconventional podcast with this one. I don't remember the majority of what happened in season one, except for basically it sees this this guy that hunts monsters and he's got to protect this girl. And there's this one girl that's had to sacrifice it all named Yennefer. And she went from being like a humpback of Notre Dame looking woman to looking like a princess, but she had to risk it all. And now she can't have kids and now she's pissed. And now she has these powers and now she's like a sorceress or something. And then there's the toss a coin to your witcher guy that I don't know where he, what's going on with his deal. Basically he told to get fucked. He told him to get fucked. So, um, yeah, that guy's out of the picture, I guess. And so basically coming into this, I don't remember basically 90% of what's going on in this. And on top of the 15 minute recap, I still don't know what's going on. I thought I was like, Oh, wait, wait, I do remember some of that. I don't remember some of the other stuff. Like Jennifer fell in love, fell out of love, got told the fuck off to, and then, you know, it's kind of got a vendetta against Geralt and all this shit. Now, but a lot of the motivations of what's going on in all these different uh, characters and subplots, I feel like they're talking about people and talking about places and things they've done and things that have happened and things they, you know, they're elves and shit like that. And it's a lot of telling and not showing. And I think that this the reason that obviously it's got a second season is it's got Henry Cavill as, as Geralt or Geralt or whatever the fuck name. Um, and he's a, he, he puts his whole heart into it, especially with the physical physicality of the performance as well. So I got to say that from the visual standpoint and the aesthetic, I think that works. It's the storytelling and occasionally the direction. I feel like they're kind of dropping the ball, which they're trying to hearken off so much of the, uh, the, the, uh, a game of Thrones aesthetic that I feel like this show, uh, is almost too self-serious and in occasionally the the tonal shifts in it aren't exactly um working in my opinion so um continuing on just this first episode real quick um before we hop into the spoiler section of the two episodes um just this first episode um it feels more like a a prologue kind of like like kind of getting you re-ingrained of what's going on and I'm not going to look at the descriptions of anything. I'm actually going to kind of do it all off the top of the head. So most of these podcasts are more, way more descriptive and factual based, you know, based off of like the synopsis and everything. But I'm just going to kind of base it off of what the fuck I just saw because I was like, this is looking like some crazy ass nonsense. But um, at, at a certain point, it kind of hooked me. The, the 
I'd say the biggest issue with this is the pacing of people talking about things that happened in places they went and me not understanding those motivations. And it's just not affecting me in an emotional, compelling way, although the visuals are still entertaining. So it's keeping me just enough entertained to stay in it, but not enough to like be like, holy shit, this is super compelling. So these first two episodes are very creature feature heavy. And so I'm enjoying that a little bit more. Um, and with that aesthetic, I I don't think that Thrones, you know, Game of Thrones was super based within the uh, the creature features, although they did have some creatures in there. That's not like what their main goal was. This feels more like monster of the week kind of thing. So or story of the week. So um, this uh, first episode, I don't even have the first episode uh, title in here. So this 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 is the first episode. <laughs> um I told you this is going to be really winging it. Basically, Geralt and I think her name's Priscilla, the princess. Um, we're going to get into like spoilers for this first episode, and and uh, then I'll get into the second one. Um, very unconventional podcast, like I said. So um, they go into just like the first season. Geralt was kind of like hopping and going into these different places and taverns and towns and helping out, you know, tossing a coin to your witcher, doing a, a, a chore for them for some money. Um, and I think that was kind of my problem with the first, um, with the, the, the first season where I was like, why does this guy even need money? I feel like this guy's like got the power. He, what is money even to him? But I, I think that was explained in the first season I, I did a recap of it so go back and check that and that one's going to be a lot more uh concise than that than this i'll go at, at the end of this season and give a way more descriptive factual you know fresh off the dome not fre not fresh off the dome uh podcast it's going to have a you know reasoning and making sure everything lines up uh, accordingly to this season so like this this one um he's kind of waltzing into these towns waltzing out and i do remember the non non-linear storytelling that made the first season even more confusing this second season is linear but it still feels like they're hopping around from characters and plots that i don't exactly know what's going on or uh, i'm not hooked into it a hundred percent so um something about yennefer's character is kind of just falling flat for me in this first first episode um, nothing too crazy to report about here. She's kind of like, uh, uh, I think she's, she, she's with this group at this point. Um, but I don't feel like anything really that interesting has happened. Um, so, uh, starting talking about the first episode, basically this first episode is a weird ass beauty and the beast fucked up, uh, storytelling of some sort with a slash of like vampire lady. Is it? or something like that, <laughs> you know, it's like the chic. And so kind of what I forgot about the first season was how good the action was, which I didn't feel this first, uh, first, sorry, these first episode really indulges in the, the first season of, um, the Witcher had really good action. And I think that was what was really compelling me is like, holy shit, uh, Henry Cavill can do pretty good choreography with that you know you can tell you clearly tell it's him but um 
this second season's not hitting off with a bang like that. I mean, we do want the big battles and whatnot, because when I was watching the recap, I was like, holy shit, I remember all this being really hype. And, you know, it, it brings us to this pinnacle of this battle of Nymph God and uh, Mouse Sack gets, you know, stabbed in the stomach, I think, skirt with a shiv. And the other guy transforms into another Mouse Sack. So we got this guy, this face face changing guy. Um, I, there's, I think there's some sort of name for those, but anyways, the, the, the transforming face guys. So we got to watch out for that. Um, and then we have these elves in the forest or something like that. And the, and I was like, what is going on? So the storytelling does feel a little bit muddled in that way. It feels like we're kind of like juggling like eight different storylines and we're trying to figure out the motivations of everyone and care about them as well. Um, and on top of that, everyone's super self-serious. So it makes it a little bit hard to kind of get freshly engaged with this. Um, but I did power through this first episode and it leaves breadcrumbs of making it more and more interesting with this, like, uh, the chic, like staring at this princess while she's in the bathtub. I was like, this is a little bit problematic, but, um, (laughs) that's beside the point at this point. Um, she's like trying to seduce kind of Priscilla in a way that saying that we're, we're alike and you can't trust anybody else kind of thing. And on the other hand, there is this guy that looks like a beauty and the beast looking ass dude. And he is basically stuck looking like a boar kind of thing. Like it's, it's straight up like a fucked up beauty and the beast. And he's trying to like, he's got like magic at the top of his finger, his fingertips. He's just like, bada bing, bada boom. And all of a sudden there's like a ham sandwich in front of you. And it's like, God dang. I was like, you can't go wrong with how he's trying to smooge everybody. But um, this guy is uh, played by Torms, Torm, is it Torms? Jorms? I don't know. Torm Giant Spain, the big redhead, redheaded guy from, uh, uh, game Game of Thrones. Uh, he was. Uh, he basically looks pretty legit in the costume that they have him in. Like I said, the creature features in this are pretty good, um, which keeps me intrigued. The pacing was kind of slow and legarious in some parts, just with the the dialogue. Um, but I do feel like they're trying to leave breadcrumbs of something's not right when they're trying to bunker up in this. Um, in this shack. And we know at the beginning of this season or at the beginning of this episode that this uh, crew goes into, I think it's like a woman and a man, I think maybe two men and a woman or a woman and the horse and everything's walking in. This is the very beginning of the first episode. And they're all, they're all like taken away by this, like uh, what, what looks like a flying vampire thing or something like that, which we eventually come into at the end of this episode. So, uh, Torm's giant Spain's kind of uh, uh, looking like a beast, and he's just like seducing all Priscilla with all these nice goods and stuff like that. And uh, you know, she feels uh like something something's watching her, and eventually she Priscilla is like woken up by this chic looking thing, and she's like being stared at. And I gotta say the the effects on some of these are very hit or miss on uh, The Witcher. Um, the transitional things when people transition to other people, I don't think always look a hundred percent good. Just kind of look like cheap effects. Um, this chic having this, um, I don't, th- this 
moving head. It looks like they just shifted the frame rates up super fast on her or down. I don't know what the hell. They did something with the frame rates. And I'm not exactly sure if I thought that worked. It's like, oh, God, I don't think this is going to age very well. But that was just me. Um, the Sheik was kind of interesting. I don't know who it was played by because I don't have any of that information up. But I, I, I liked her acting generally. Um, crazy look, looking eyes. And then when she turns into the actual vampire chic looking thing I, I don't know exactly what it's called but i'm just calling her that it's like scary as fuck i was watching this at night and i was like she like I, I was watching this like one one in the morning i was like maybe i shouldn't have been watching this <laughs> so, so late like going to sleep thinking about this like fine ass woman and then all of a sudden her teeth going <laughs> going fucking it mode on you and fucking trying to get a chunk of you i was like oh my god so she she, she will like seduce you and then like get you get your ass um so <laughs> I was like, oh, my Lance, I'm not ready for all this. So anyways, uh, I think the Witcher, he's snarling through the majority of this uh, episode. Like, like, he always sounds like this. He, it's like a weird, he's almost like he's doing like a Clint Eastwood impression. Um, he's like, make my D. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, he when the Sheik is revealed... Um, to be eating G Torm's giant Spain's like neck, you see him like laying there at first, and you're like, "What's going on?" And then it cuts back, and then you see that he's like, you 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 find out that he can't die. He's tried to kill himself, and he's cursed by this, you know, being a beast. He has to be a beast for the rest of his life, and he can't die. So we find that early in the episode. So he's letting this sheik like feast off of him and stuff like that there's so much random backstory that we hear about this guy and we're told about but we're not really shown and basically like he's cursed to be a beast i think because he had raped a princess or something like that and the very end basically the sheik is like attacking the witcher and it's, it's scary as fuck i was like oh damn i would not want to be attacked by this shit and tr it's trying to get priscilla and then the beast is like no don't kill her you know because he loves her and stuff like that because he's he's let he's actually letting her feast off of him um to survive and he's like it's not her fault she's a whatever sheik or something like that you know we're meant for each other you know it's very romeo juliet kind of thing um and this sheik is like running around and uh, like flying around and trying to attack the witcher and stuff like that. He's like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And then eventually he uh, uh, is, gets – I think he gets stabbed. Sorry, the sheik gets stabbed and or impaled by Torm's giant's bane. And he's like, no. He's so sad. He's like, no. And then um, <laughs> she's like, for some reason, she gets naked. I don't remember what, what the, the reason was, but I, there's always like for some reason, some reason to get some some nudity in here. But I was like, all right. I mean, she got it going on. Chic or not, still fine. And I was like, all right, this is OK. And then but then she gets impaled. I was like, oh, dude, just ruined it for everybody. And then and then what was the scary thing was she was impaled and then she turns her head at 180 degrees to see who impaled her. And then her arms turn around like fucking uh, like a movie I watched earlier this year. But she starts going like fucking exorcist. It starts pulling the pole 
in her back and it's going through her furthermore like it's furthermore impaling her and it's in, from her own arms pulling it in and her head's on backwards and it's coming towards Chorm's Jorm's dying Spain and fucking Henry Cavill's Gerald's like and takes that head clean off Torms I don't even know if it's Torms Beast Torms giant Spain's like And, um, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of the first episode. I was like, oh shit. Well, <laughs> and that's where we find out the whole backstory of why he, when he, when her head's cut, the curse is broken and basically he's turned into a regular man and now he has permission to die and he wants to be killed at the very end. He's like, I don't deserve to live. And I was like, oh God, this is one of those tropes. Um, so it's, we, we've seen that before. Um, I can't think off the top of my head when we've seen it, but we've seen it so many times where the hero spares the villain because it's worse for them to live with the thought of the guilt of what they've done than what actually the chopping of the head would do of Torm's Dying Spain. You know, it would relieve him of that stress. But, you know, he's like, if you want your head off, you have to do it yourself or something like that. <laughs> so that is the first episode. <laughs> I'm not sure if everyone's going to like this podcast in, in comparison to the other ones. The other one's a lot more factual base, you know, um, pushes glasses in. Um, uh, let me see. Okay, so second episode is going to be a lot shorter just because <clears throat> I just watched it and I already kind of forgot what happened. Um, okay, so, oh yeah, so The Witcher is walking into a new city, like I said, in the second episode, spoilers and everything. Um Walking into a new city, uh, not a new city, it's more like a tiny town, and it's got a bunch of what I think are other witchers that are in training and, and have been in the game for a while, and we find like one of the older witchers that Geralt was trained by, I believe, I think this is like basically his Yoda, but just not quite as interesting, and he definitely doesn't have as good as dialogue, so, <clears throat> sorry, I need to get a little water, oh yeah. So, um, yeah, oh yeah, that's a lot better. The, uh, the Yoda-esque character, the older guy, um, Veskamir or something like that, I don't know, I, I can't remember anybody's fucking name, all I know is Mousesack, Nymphgaard, Geralt, and, uh, Yennefer. I told you these fucking names are ridiculous, um, and that's only, like, a third of the cast, that's not even the whole family, <laughs> um, and some dude's being tortured in like a, a cave. I was like, what the hell's go or not a cave, but like a, a castle. And I was like, what in the hell's going on? So um anyways, they go into this place where all a bunch of other witchers, I believe, are in training, and they're celebrating with a bunch of uh prostitutes or town whores or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, I'm I'm not calling them whores, but I'm pretty sure that's what the, the terminology would be back then or I don't know. I'm not trying to be uh, I'm not trying to be uh, degrading of sex work, so I'm just not gonna go there. I don't mean it in a degrading way. You know, you can be be who you need to be. You can be a man ho, you can be a woman ho, you can be a non binary ho, everybody a ho. So um back to the show. <laughs> Um, so we are in, um, this town where everyone's celebrating. Everyone looks like it's about to be a big fest 
And uh, basically what happens is this weird, sweaty-looking-ass dude named, like, Eskol or something like that comes in looking like he's definitely on some shit. And Geralt's like, my brother. And, you know, it, it, every, every time they hit the, the embrace, it's like, um, it's the classic look at each other mad and then like embrace each other with a big old embrace or like hit hit the fist or something like that or whatever embrace each other but you always got to come up with the super masculine energy where you been brother well, i'm just giving man where the hell you been man and then they kind of do that but eskel's looking like extra sweaty and so um yeah eskel ain't looking too good man um so since Eskel is looking all this sweaty, um, he's looking weird, grabbing all this, trying to like be like, who are you, Priscilla? Where the, who the hell? Where the hell are you? And ends up he takes uh, – Eskel takes one of the prostitutes to the back, and they're about to get a fruit sash on, and – they start fruiting and the camera is panning around in this crazy looking ass room. And you turn to the back of his, oh, you turn to his back and you see some nasty looking shit. It looked like he had like a burn and then it had swelled it into like, like the venom character was coming out of his fucking shoulder. And she's like, like has no idea this is going on. And He's fruiting her at the same time, and you see this, like, venom-looking shit coming out. looks like a vine. I was like, oh, my God. And it's like, the 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 music, like, swells up, and then it's like, and then cuts to the next scene. And I'm like, oh, God, that is not going to be good. So Something about when they have body horror and then the sex scene just actually that's an extra layer of horrifying on me it's i mean like sex can be pretty horrifying but just adding an actual horror element in it is extra extra horrifying so <laughs> um we can uh they flash over to Yennefer and this random crowd don't don't even ask me who, what crowd she's with or what conversation she's having i actually watched this scene maybe twice because i was falling asleep last night and i was like what the fuck is going on and i was like i don't need to be watching this uh, nastiness right before i go to sleep and so i watched the majority of it this morning and so i was like okay okay it's all good and i'm watching it and i was like oh yeah this fucking like cabin stands up on its two like dinky ass feet i guess or looking like chicken feet turns around and opens its windows like and it's like absorbing yennefer this one lady and this other lady other elf lady and they all have separate visions in this cabin i'm like what is even going on and none i have one of the one of them's like one you have to do this and the other lady's uh, other ladies be like seduced by like a knight and talking talking i don't fucking know what the fuck some gibberish um and the other one is being seduced the elf is being seduced by an older elf lady and yennefer is being like taunted by a little lady that then like badly uh has, has a bad special effect transforming into an older lady again <laughs> and it's like you know it's, oh, oh. it's like okay um yeah, I'm not really sure, but well, I guess we'll see what the tasks are for Yennefer and the other lady with the the knights band. Anyways, flash forward. I'm just gonna finish up whatever they have to do, and the the elf 
elf ladies told that she's carrying one of the last elves or one of the last pure elves. I don't know what the fuck's going on. She's carrying an elf or something, and that's basically, I guess, all we need to know. Um, so hope that goes well. I, I can't imagine that it's going to go well in this world, but I just hope it does. Um, uh, what else do we got? Um, yeah, some of the body horror and stuff like that. Okay, so we're flashing back to Geralt and this fucking abomination. Oh my Jesus. So Geralt is like slowly told by Vesemir, whatever the fuck his Yoda master master is. He's like, don't worry about Priscilla. She can go to the whorehouse or something like that. And um, fucking he sends her to the prostitute house or something like that. And the prostitutes are like uh, all sitting in there. And we've seen this scene even in Game of Thrones before. It's like they're all like freaking out and stuff like that. They end up booking it. But Priscilla's like, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to be a fighter. It's like, okay, finally, we're finally seeing some shit that she wants to do. I don't think she does shit in this. But flash flash over to, or, you know, jump over to um, Geralt. And he's going in, decides, you know, uh, Priscilla, oh, she can take care of herself, I guess. And he's like going in slowly into this like void or not into this void into this room and it feels like he's like entering the void he's like looking around like holy shit and all of a sudden vines start attacking him out of nowhere i'm like what is even happening it looks like a weird combination of like groot and venom because it was so damn dark um so the effects are kind of like, eh, but I still like seeing Henry Cavill do all this like crazy, you know, knife welding shit or sword welding shit and feels a little bit James Wan-y in the way that they're doing some of the action, um, uh, the way that they're choreographing it and having the camera follow him and move with with Geralt um, or whatever the fuck his name, Geralt, Geralt I think it's Geralt. Um, so anyways, what else do we have? The... Uh, the reveal of this fucking character is like, oh my Jesus. I think the first before he's really fully attacked, he sees the dead prostitute woman um, who is just completely impaled by a bunch of what looked like the bottom of like a tree. And you're like, what the hell is even going on? And he's like, oh God. And fucking Geralt is all of a sudden attacked by what looks like an ugly abomination ass. It looks like. Okay, so everyone has seen the second movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, when they find Orlando Bloom's dad that had been stuck as like a barnacle on the bottom of the sea on Davy Jones' <laughs> um, ship. It looks like a weird combination of that character and um, what's it called? Groot. And it's like evil Groot and it's fucking Geralt Henry Cavill versus evil Groot. I'm like, what the fuck is even happening? And it's like, and then, you know, the music's going, everything's like action packed. I was like, God dang, this is crazy. I was like, so now I remember why I was watching this shit. So, uh, cause it's like shit I couldn't even make up. Um, but I was like, this is pretty cool. And then Vesemir walks in or whatever the fuck uh, the older uh, guy's name is. And he's like, you know, Geralt, uh, you know, here's here's some help because Geralt's like strung down. His arms are like wailing out and he's getting stabbed by uh 
evil Groot at this point, as school as evil Groot. And he's like, he, he's like, I walked in and I felt something was wrong, but I just couldn't help myself. Stab, stab, stab. And it's like, okay. Um, I can't exactly remember how they kill the Witcher or how a way to kill him because I'm pretty sure he's invincible or he's old, super old. There's the rules of the guy I don't remember are very fully established, and I feel like it's probably been two years since I've seen that old other one. But I has I don't remember exactly when the first one came out. I was so in the dark on that first season. Might even have to listen to my own podcast to remember what the hell happened. But basically, this one is. Um, you know, that old tale that you got to watch out for evil Groot or something like that. I don't I guess that's an old, old classic tale. But anyways, um, yeah, that's uh, kind of the second episode. Eventually, they, they take down evil Groot uh, after a cool action scene. Yennefer is still kind of uninteresting at this point. And at the very end, Priscilla is kind of trying to learn knife uh, sword wielding skills from Geralt in her princess attire. So <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, y'all, y'all didn't, y'all didn't learn anything from game of Thrones of how, uh, some of the characters just learned from the, you know, the ground up, uh, Maisie Williams character in the entire series basically was, uh, was training the entire series and Priscilla, I feel is like, all right, I'm just going to have a knife or sorry. I keep saying a knife, a, a, a sword real quick. And I feel like what they're going to do is they're going to do a time leap. And all of a sudden she's probably going to know some badass skills. Um, I'm not exactly sure how, how much that's true. And I kind of forgot her whole little uh, speech from her mother and whatnot. I forgot their, their home got their kingdom was overrun and taken in by Nymphgard or Nymphgard or whatever the fuck's called. I don't know if it, what's going on. Um, but yeah, but basically Priscilla is this like daughter surrogate for Geralt and it's kind of interesting, but like I said, it's not super compelling, but having evil Groot and uh, Superman and uh, <laughs> fight each other seems pretty cool. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's continue on. I'm not sure how many podcasts I'm going to do of this season two, just because it's, uh, it's definitely wonky for me. But I'm I'm going to finish it. I'll I should be able to come back and give a season roundup on it. But thank y'all for listening, watching, look at our podcast, The Witcher season two episodes one and two review. Let me know what you all thought about it. Let me know what you think about the uh, podcast, and hope everyone is having a happy holidays. Take it easy. About that girl's power. Oh, yeah, true. this podcast. You can't help her. Man, myth, legend. We need your help. Fine, but first. Gentlemen, it's been an honor. What? I made new friends. Get over it. Jealous.